Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info on all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's NFL futures. With training camp right around the corner, BetOnline has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. Glad to be with you. Thank you so much for listening in and making us number one sports law podcast in the world. This is episode 28 of season three. And uh, we were talking about content and specifically social media and uh, streaming and their sort of growth and collaboration together uh, and apart and the potential even for competition amongst those two platforms. And we, well, we've sort of seen some of that, I think, occur, uh, but ultimately, I think we're going to continue to see more of the same in that regard. So it's sort of interesting because like time. Uh, there's sort of this old saying that time waits for no one, right? And I, and I have the same feeling about news and content, meaning that it, we live in a day and age where news and content really wait for no one other than the practicalities of production, which is, of course, very important. Uh, but at the end of the day, really, I think uh, there's this sort of continued need for content and platforms continue to push for it. So, you know, this week, again, we're talking about the growth of social media and streaming uh, and their potential collaboration. So, you know, in, in my mind, the, the sort of creation and the delivery of content is, is probably the most essential piece uh, to the Hollywood puzzle, right? Uh, when you're talking about entertainment, uh, everything comes down to um, sort of the creative aspect of it. What are you creating? What are you writing? What are you shooting? And then how is that getting distributed, right? How is that being delivered? Is it through a theater? Is it through a traditional sort of uh, broadcast platform? Is it through, um, you know, a streamer? Is it through social media? And, you know, of course, in most industries outside of Hollywood, really good content continues to drive traffic to uh, social media accounts, websites, and towards uh, business development in general. So in many ways, social media is the sort of preferred broadcast and distribution outlet for college and professional athletes. Um, and, and really sort of what's been a fascinating turn of events, Hollywood actors. It, it's sort of seemingly occurring that uh, Hollywood actors are using social media to continue to promote their products, to promote films, to even do short films on social media to share their stories, to, uh, you know, to, um, to sort of uh, back some, some sort of branding, to do partnerships, 
these are all things that I think are continuing to grow and, and folks are continuing to explore. And it's sort of fascinating to see Hollywood do this. So in, in some ways, you can kind of look at the studios as using streaming to reach more people. Hollywood actors, talent are looking to social media to have sort of direct connection with consumers. So in many ways, this is sort of the uh, Hollywood sort of talent's way of reaching more people as studios did through streaming. And of course, it's not that uh, Hollywood actors don't reach uh, audiences through streaming. They clearly do, but it's always through the medium of, um, you know, a studio or a television network or what have you. So again, it's, it's pretty fascinating in terms of what's happening in terms of um, Hollywood uh, sort of using particularly the actors using uh, writers and directors using social media to, uh, to get ahead, to push a storyline, to um, push something they're working on. And of course, in the sports industry, this happens and it has been happening. You know, NIL in my mind is only possible with the sort of really um, advent of, of social media and the increased usage of it. So there's also another interesting piece of this, and it's that this idea that there was a time when the public had to wait for certain news, right? You, uh, you had to wait for the five o'clock news, you're usually eating dinner, uh, the sort of traditional model, um, you know, even really back in the 50s, 50s and 60s, when televisions were first starting to reach homes uh, in sort of massive sort of contact um, uh, or in context is this sort of, um, you know, you sort of have to wait for the news to come in, right? Now that's changed. You can get news at any time. You can get news, um, you know, online. You can, you know, you can sort of use an internet sort of window. You can um, get it through your phone, which is most likely for um, and most common for a lot of people. Uh, obviously, you can uh, get it through applications on your phone. Um, you know, very rarely are people watching broadcast television anymore. And of course, a lot of networks have moved to offering a streaming model when talking about news. And of course, YouTube's a big part of this. If you wanna watch YouTube clips uh, of news or um, even sometimes YouTube live, you know, depending on how it's set up. Social media has even gotten involved in this space in terms of promoting content and news and, and film and television. Um, not like full length films on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, but definitely they've done um, some distribution, you know, where you're talking about, if, you know, look into it, you know, for example, the Johnny Depp, uh, Amber Heard trial, um, you know, they were sort of looking at uh, live look-ins to, you know, the sort of the sort of the trial or live look-ins to the verdict, that sort of thing, right? So uh, that's where we're at today. You know, again, news and content uh, wait for no one. It's, it's continuing to grow, continuing to make an impact. And of course, what's interesting about what social media has done is it has made um, the newsmakers the center of the universe, meaning that it used to be that if something was newsworthy, the news would pick it up and talk about it, or you would try to convince the news that your story was worth talking about and try to pick it up. That is still somewhat the case, right? Because you know clearly you need journalists, you need um, you know you need the production aspect, you need those sort of things, and you need really. Um, uh, sort of different ways of viewing the news as well, because not everybody is doing it the same way. But the difference with social media is that the people who are, that the news will talk about, uh, the newsmakers, if you will, 
uh, now have personal broadcast channels through social media. You know, they can go directly to the consumer. And of course, this means that those who use social media can control their messaging. Uh, they can connect directly with their fans and colleagues and business persons. It also means that the news is secondary to what content or information um, the athlete or the actor or whoever it is is sharing, uh, unless the news is something uh, that was not broken by the actual person that is making the news or, or sort of um, involved in it, right? So maybe something that's more controversial, if something's not generally publicly consumed or the idea is that it's not supposed to be publicly available. Um, you know, I think that's sort of one of the, maybe the few contexts where uh, there is, um, you know, some, some growth, if you will. So you have this sort of situation where you have newsmakers, the people who the news is about are having this sort of increased capacity to reach people directly. Of course, still you're going to use journalists, you're going to use the news to promote a message or, you know, frankly, the news and journalists are going to continue to do their jobs, which is to report on the news. But uh, there is that dynamic of uh, this ability to promote the news that you want to be promoted. You know, I've often told people that um, if social media was not in existence, I probably wouldn't have started my own law practice, you know, a decade ago. So it, it's sort of an interesting phenomenon because as much as Hollywood talent is looking towards social media to share their stories and to distribute entertainment content. It's also true that bloggers and Twitter users and esports folks and anybody really, businesses, writers, directors, it really anybody that's looking to promote something um, is getting more opportunities to be on television with the use of YouTube and Snapchat and other video platforms. And, and really just any social media platform, because I think it gives a face to a name. It allows you to promote products. It allows you to get your name out there and it allows you to do it in a, a what I guess perceivably, perceivably you could say it's a quicker fashion. Um, that being said, there's obviously there's examples where you have something that's um, so popular that it, you know, it, it ultimately um, moves quickly regardless of social media, um, you know, in terms of, you know, ultimately things work. So work, things sort of work quickly on social media anyway, but there are some things that are just so popular that are sort of outside the, um, you know, you don't need social media to grow it. It's, it's, it's already out there. Right. So of course it's interesting because now you have these sort of esports gamers who are looking at whether they want to stream exclusively on YouTube or Twitch and Hollywood reporter had ran a, a really good article on a, um, uh, a young gamer who had just signed with YouTube specifically and moved away from Twitch. So, uh, you know, clearly there's some growth here. Um, clearly there's some opportunities and there's this balance between social media and streaming. And there's this sort of connection between the two of them. And, uh, you know, even though they're different things, it's sort of social media is again, I think um, the sort of personalized broadcast channel you know, where studios can use, you know, traditional distribution, you know, it's ultimately the consumers that, and the talent that can use social media to connect. And, and it's really bringing talent closer to a sort of interesting phenomenon because it's bringing talent closer to people uh, and, and towards the general public, but uh, maybe it also distance us, distances us as well because social media is so distant in the sense that you're working through a platform, through an application. Uh, you're not having sort of 
human connection. So, uh, so it's, it's sort of a, it's an interesting dynamic, right? And I think, um, you know, for the most part, I think many people would agree that, uh, you know, sort of the in-person contact, the in-person connection uh, seemed to be more powerful than, you know, through a cell phone, uh, through an application, that sort of thing. And of course, consider that just a decade ago, you know, just 10 years ago, it would have been um, ludicrous to say that college majors would be offered in esports gaming, uh, that colleges would be offering esports teams. And of course, we have this sort of bustling billion dollar industry. And of course, if you look at um, the time before Facebook was sort of brought around in 2004, 2005, to what it developed into 10 years later, to what it is now at 10 years later, and it's continued to grow and have more influence. And of course, again, I think social media can in many ways be the counterpart to streaming. Um, it could be a competitor too, but I think social media and streaming often use each other to promote, distribute, grow, and share. I think often consumers see entertainment studios, professional sports teams, colleges, and athletes, uh, particularly those pursuing name, image, and likeness deals, uh, using social media to distribute a message or to advertise. And of course, social media um, is generally the topic of choice in film and television content. How many times in sort of more recent films and television series have you seen social media played into the script or the storyline? Uh, and of course, social media um, isn't potentially can be looked at as sort of Netflix for the masses, right? It's, it's instead of Netflix having content being created to distribute to everybody on their platform, social media is what everybody else uses to distribute their content. And I think when you look at it in that context, you realize how important social media can be uh, in both good and bad effect, right? Of course, the difference with social media uh, and Netflix is that, which is, you know, your traditional sort of streamer is that, you know, with, with social media, it's currently free. So you can use it, you can promote it. Uh, you don't sort of have the large fees and production budget, unless of course you want that, you're out there spending that and you're using that to promote some video and you're using social media to distribute it and whatever other platforms you're using. And of course, streamers like social media um, only seems to grow in investment and interest over time. Um, you know, for example, uh, the Hollywood Reporter ran an article re recently about Disney and, um, and has pushed many of its people and financial resources towards streaming. They've restructured their departments, uh, their, their sort of departments of people. You've got uh, the regional sports networks or RSNs, which were once uh, considered unwilling to change uh, towards streaming, but now embracing streaming as a future um, uh, to basically reach more people. And, and they're doing that in-house and or, you know, using some sort of partner or what have you. And of course, um, you know, the idea that broadcast, traditional broadcast and regional sports networks are looking to create their own streamers is a really big deal. And we can see that through Bally and Sinclair's examples. Uh, of course, Bally being the, the sponsor of some of these RSNs. And then, um, you know, Netflix is even launching an ad-based tier. Um, and it's going to do it through Microsoft. So talk about sort of the combination between entertainment, tech, and advertising. Uh, it's sort of a fascinating um, development there. And we'll sort of see where Netflix takes that. And then, of course, in somewhat of a twist, you have YouTube TV, which are uh, live YouTube TV, um, which is you know essentially live television. 
has now obtained more subscribers uh, than Disney-owned Hulu, uh, specifically in the content, the live content offering. That's pretty fascinating considering that Hulu has been around longer and has direct relationships with, uh, at least at one point did, several um, uh, of the big name studios in town. So now you have YouTube TV, which had no connection to the studios other than um, sort of its, its connection through um, sort of Alphabet Company and Google, right? Because Google, it's Google and Alphabet Company that own it. But I think YouTube's success is a testament to consumer interest in easily accessible platforms that they already use. So it makes sense that as um, Apple and Amazon look to purchase sport live sports content, it's because they already have a host of people on their platforms. They just want to keep them there. They want to add more content to their uh, to their platform. And, and of course, YouTube is sort of this video social media type platform because you can comment on things, you can do all these things. Of course, there's some difference there with YouTube TV in the sense that it's live TV versus a recorded video. But I think the concept is somewhat similar in that people are looking for ways to reach people where they're at, make it easier for them uh, and, and sort of uh, to be able to grow business as well. And of course, with sort of YouTube being this video sort of social media type platform uh, with sort of an extended content, of course, right? Because they have movies, they have, um, you know, live TV, you know, people are already relying on YouTube and Google for news and commentary and historical videos, right? You want to watch an old clip of a basketball game or, you know, whatever YouTube suggests to you, right? Which seems to be the case these days. Um, of course, the problem for Hulu is they didn't share that sort of same built-in audience that YouTube had, right? So Hulu was sort of coming from the standpoint of let's create this streamer. It was owned by, I think, three different studios at one point, 33% each. Or I think we might have been 30-something percent each, and then there was a 10% to another company. I can't recall who the other studio was. But now, of course, it's all owned by Disney. And I think initially there were some thoughts that maybe Hulu might be in a situation where um, they potentially would be distributing maybe the Fox content that um, that Disney had had purchased through the Fox uh, acquisition, um, and that somewhat happened, but I don't think to the extent that maybe folks had thought, and maybe that's part of the problem is that Disney has so always been focused on fr uh, family friendly content and sort of children friendly content um, that may be moving into production towards um, maybe more adult content uh, is going to take some time. So I think overall, we're going to continue to see growth and collaboration. We're going to continue to see social media and streaming uh, growing. Uh, and I think we're going to see essentially um, some potential for competition. And what I mean by that is that, you know, ultimately social media and streaming provide similar platforms. And that, that is the distribution of content created by somebody else. Now, of course, Netflix often will own the content they distribute, but the idea is, is that they had writers, they had directors, they had somebody else create that, that information, that content, that creative aspect, and they're pushing it out on the platform. And they may in turn own that as they push it out because that's part of their agreement, uh, depending on the deal. But of course, in social media, it's interesting because you're pushing out content that you own. And maybe there's some licensing that you're giving to these social media platforms uh, through the terms and conditions that you um, assent to when you sign on to their platform. 
but you know, ultimately, um, it's sort of the similar content uh, concept in that you are distributing content. So uh, you're sort of creating it and you're putting it out there. Of course, um, with sort of streaming potential to reach more people, depending on how many subscribers they have versus how many followers you might have. But it's a great tool, and I think overall that's maybe the takeaway is that uh, streaming and social media can live in the same world together. I think they can help each other. I think they provide uh, two different but similar things in terms of, um, you know, social media can be more raw, more um, sort of opened up, whereas I think the studios and uh, the streaming are going to be a little more uh, tied up and uh, a little more conservative in that sense. So uh, it's been uh, sort of an interesting, you know, um, sort of, I guess would say, you know, last 10 years when you're talking about this idea of growth of social media and this growth of streaming and uh, in terms of where it's put it, um, you know, on the map. And so I, I can't, again, I think we're going to continue to see uh, continued competition, continued cooperation when it comes to social media, when it comes to um, streaming. But again, I just, I wouldn't sleep on that. I would continue to uh, follow along as, as we sort of look to Hollywood, uh, actors and talent continuing to use social media to push products, uh, studios continuing to use social media and influencers to promote uh, film and television. And of course, so there's going to be increased collaboration. There's also the potential for increased competition, meaning that say that there's a film that's going to be coming out and a studio could say, all right, we can promote it on our streamer or we can promote uh, simultaneously and or solely on a social media platform. Um, so I, I think we'll sort of see how that all plays out. Uh, but again, folks, appreciate listening in. I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. This is the Believe in Sports Law podcast. Thank you again for making us number one sports law podcast in the world. I look forward to being back with you next week. Thank you so much. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.